checked it out. Okay, so tonight um, we're going to talk about faith. Um, and to be honest with you guys, I could preach on faith for an entire year and I wouldn't cover it all. Okay? Hey, did you hear me? Okay. I could talk about faith for an entire year and I wouldn't cover the depth of it. But tonight I'm going to try my best to. Okay? Tonight I want to redefine what this word means in your life. If you guys have noticed over the last couple weeks we've been kind of floating around this theme of redefinition. Redefining things in our life. Um, making sure that we are we're actually doing what the Bible says. Not just what American Christianity says. Sometimes they're a little bit different. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. They understand that Jesus died on the cross. <laughs> so, um, what I want to talk about is faith. Um, faith is the thing that makes us Jesus followers. The thing. Faith is it. Period. Nothing else makes me follow Jesus more than faith. You guys understand that? Yes. Nothing else. Nothing else. Doesn't work. Take the rubber thing off. Nothing else. <laughs> faith is the thing that makes us Jesus followers. Just because I say I follow Jesus doesn't get me anywhere. Faith is the thing that sets me apart. You understand this? Yes? You guys with me tonight? Mm -hmm. You sure? Feeling a little dead tonight. What's going on? Nothing? Well, you haven't said your typical joke yet. What joke? Your beginning lightning mood joke that I don't like that everybody else laughs at. What do we think? The mood's not light? He said, he said you have to have a joke in order for us to pay attention. No, that's, <laughs> what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I was pointing out. She was. She was. Okay, maybe we should just start over. You guys want to start this sermon over? We haven't gotten very far. You guys, you guys okay? I need attention tonight, all right? We got a lot going on in this message. And if you're not focused, you're going to be in some doo-doo, all right? Cool. So, faith is what sets you apart. Faith is what sets us apart, okay? It's easy to say, I follow Jesus, correct? We all know somebody who calls himself a Christian. Yes? Well, what's the thing that sets you apart? Faith. Faith. It has to be. If I am not walking in faith, then what am I doing? I'm sorry, but I need faith to believe that a guy I've never seen, that an event occurred, that some dude died on a cross... And that he resurrected again. I need faith to believe that. I need faith to believe that God created the entire universe in seven days. I need faith for that. Yes? So if you say that you don't have faith, hey, you do. I want to talk about how we can increase it tonight, though. Okay? Okay? She whiz. Faith, faith, faith. Faith will take you places you could never imagine. You guys know that? Sometimes you see things that nobody else sees. Faith, huh? Yes. 
Faith allows you to see things that no one else can see. Do you understand that? We talk about this concept of having eternal lenses and eternal eyes, correct? Faith is the way you achieve that. Period. The deeper your belief goes, the more... (coughs) Hold on. Guys, I understand that things come against us. Okay? If you ever feel like I belittle that, I'm sorry. I understand that we all struggle with things. I struggle with things too. Okay? So, if you ever feel belittled, I'm sorry. Okay? But I want us to now take the focus of belittling those things that come against us. Okay? I want us to take a different stance. Okay? The stance I want us to take is not just like these are cool stories, but that these actually happened in the Bible. Right? Not like just for Tatum's testimony. That actually happened. It was not just a cool story. That took Tatum faith to walk into. Correct? Yes. It's not like all of a sudden, okay, I'm just, just going to be this way. No. It took faith. It took a step. It took action, which has to be faith. Yes? So, first off, I understand that we go through things. I go through things too. Okay? Yes? Yes. I want to belittle those things, though. Do we understand what that means? I want to make sure that we are not keeping them at the same level as our faith. I want to make sure our faith is higher than those things so those things crumble. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, the deeper, and frankly, <laughs> I really want to get to that point, but it's not ready yet. I'm just, I'm just marinating the point, you know? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just, what? Yeah. Huh? Can't hear it. You said your joke. Ah, there's my joke. Was it good? Thanks. Blake's involved now. Um, so, hey. Have you ever been made fun of because of what you believe? Yeah, Josh has. Yeah. Right? Josh talks about it often. We know this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're in good company, bro. Hey, who else has been made fun of because of what they believe? You're in good company. Hey, the deeper your belief goes, the more resistance you will encounter in life. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. Why? Deeper than that, the enemy is threatened by you. Do you understand this? Yeah. So he's going to turn up the volume as you turn up the volume. Okay? It's just our job to say, I have faith higher than that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. Okay. She whiz. Come on, guys. Yes. Yes, thank you. The deeper your faith is, the more heaven you will see. Do you understand this? The more our prayer, as Jesus' people, right? As Jesus' people, our prayer is on earth as it is in heaven. heaven, Correct? So, the deeper my faith is, the more of heaven I'll see on earth. And frankly, here's a little bonus point. If I have faith, I get to see all of heaven. I am going to journey to say, if you have zero faith... You cannot inherit heaven. Because what is that? 
It's lame. Right? I can call myself LeBron James. Does that make me LeBron James? I can ball up just as good as him, but hey, doesn't make me him. Right? Just because I'm in the garage does not make me a car. Correct? Yes? Okay. We're all on the same page now. <laughs> so, the only way I inherit heaven is by faith alone. I have to have faith that heaven is real. Yes? Do you understand that faith is the key to everything? Yeah. If you want to see breakthrough in your life, faith. Mm-hmm. If you want to see healing, go, oh, faith. If you want to see somebody come to Jesus, have faith. Yes? yes? If you want to go to heaven, have faith. If you want to live in freedom, mm-hmm. have faith. Do we understand this? Yes. This is big. If we don't have faith, we really have nothing. Yes? Okay, cool. Glad we all are on the same page. I want to talk about healing tonight. I want to talk about encounter and breakthrough and all of the involving power gifts tonight. Okay? Have you, as you've noticed, they're probably some of my favorite. We're not supposed to rank them, but frankly, I do. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. But I think a lot of us can agree that the power giftings, the miracle giftings are really cool. Watching somebody be healed is really cool. Watching the pro- prophetic come alive is really cool. Words of knowledge, they're really cool. Yes? Okay. So I want to talk about healing tonight. And then at the end of this, I want to believe for healing tonight. Not for you. But for your friends, your family, members, your enemies. Okay? If you have your own... You have to have your own faith in order to see everything that the Lord wants to do. We all should desire to have an increase of faith day after day, correct? If I'm not increasing in faith, what am I doing? I'm stagnant. I don't know about you guys, but stagnant water is really nasty to me. Right? Anybody been really thirsty when you woke up in the middle of the night and there was that cup of water that's been sitting there for a week? And you drank it? Yeah? It's not good. (laughs) You did it last night. Never do that again. Right? (laughs) Same thing with our faith. If we just like keep it at the same level, what's it do? Just get stagnant. It's freaking just nasty. Okay? We have to be increasing in our faith. Do you understand this? So in our passion for faith, don't forget to grow. You know, hold on. I forgot how I took my notes today for my sermon, so just bear with me. We're attracted to faith, correct? We are very attracted to faith. Anybody know somebody who's just got a lot of faith? Anybody know somebody like that who's just like, oh yeah, let's just stop everything. Let's pray for that right now. Let's go. Right? Do you know somebody like that? Who is it? No, come on. Somebody else. Who else is it? Somebody from work? Cool. Great. Let's just stop now and pray for it. Hey, when you are coming in, like, into contact with something, 
like that's not of the Lord, you know that person's just going to be like, all right, we're, co- we're contending against that thing. Yes? Mm-hmm. We're attracted to that. Yeah. We are. We are. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay? So, in our passion for faith, don't forget to grow in our own faith. We know people like that. Hey, why don't you try? Why don't you, why don't you go after the same thing? Why don't you increase your faith and, and pursue faith like them? Right? Wouldn't that be cool? What would change? A lot would change, correct? What would change? What would change? Give me an example. What would change if we encountered everything in life of like, Lord, I need you to show up here. What would change? Attitude. Attitude? Okay, cool. What else? A lot more healing. healing. Oh, what a concept. What else? Desires. Desires? What do you mean? Like, I wouldn't desire anything in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be aligned. Right? Walk with confidence and boldness. No fear. Hey, who did this? Jesus. Well, Jesus was God. He, can't, he doesn't really count. He doesn't count. We're going to talk about how he did something but later on. But who did this? Paul. Peter. This. Acts 2. He was like, all right, I know, what, I know what we need to do here. I know what needs to happen right now, so let's go after it. Right? Pentecost was happening, and boom, he knew what to do. Right? I don't have gold or silver, but what I do have, right? What if we approached everything that way? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Our cities would be a little bit different, correct? Let's discover a newfound desire to have great faith. Sound good? Yeah. I could end here, right? Let's find a new discovered desire for another level of faith. Okay? Have you guys ever asked yourself, what is heaven's perspective of faith? How does heaven view faith? Anybody have a a guess? Connection, okay. God and Jesus are looking down at faith. What's their view at it? I think they would be like, I kind of see them like cheering it on. Yeah. Like a football team, like, yeah. Yeah. Who else wants to add to that? Yeah, just encouraging it, like, like, come on, come on, like, like, I think cheering is the best way to put it. Like, encouragement. Like, cheering is another whole lot more encouragement, I feel like. Yeah. Why do you cheer for something? Because you're excited about it. Okay? Why else? You want it to happen. You've maybe been waiting for this moment to happen. That's heaven's perspective on faith. They're, they're waiting for the opportunity. They're waiting for you. Do you understand that? Do you understand that Jesus is waiting for you to have faith into a situation? Can you believe that? Can you believe how humble our Savior is? Can you believe how humble our Jesus is? Isn't that amazing? He's waiting for you to step out in faith. And yeah, He's cheering you on. When I cheer for something, 
like I think of like a marathon, like, like a, a track race, right? And like I'm cheering at that last portion because I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. So excited for who's going to win, right? Because I'm waiting for that moment, right? We understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Heaven is so eager to come. Do you guys understand that? Heaven is so eager to come into your situation. Heaven is so eager to come into your schools. Heaven is so eager to come into your workplace, into your household, into your relationships. So eager. We have these moments where we go before heavens, where we go before heaven, and then other times heaven goes before us. Have you noticed in the Bible where God is like holding himself back in situations? Yes? Holding himself back to see if somebody will have faith. And then the moment that they have faith, heaven comes in and backs them up. Right? You ever seen somebody be healed on the spot? They were eager. Heaven was eager. It's like, okay, who's going to stop? Who's going to stop? Who's going to do it? Oh, it's him. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. Right? That's the way it works. Are we actively growing our faith? Are we even thinking about it? Are we actually thinking about, okay, how can I increase my faith? Right? We call this thing that we believe in our faith, our faith walk, right? In churchian knees. Christian and church knees. This is my, how's your faith walk going, bro? Right? We hear this all the time. Are we actually thinking about what our faith walk is? Are we actually thinking about how we're walking in faith? What is our trajectory of faith right now? Right? I don't know about you guys. I want to be better at everything in my life. That's the kind of guy I am. I want to be better at making money. I want to be better at being a husband. I want to be better at being a pastor. I want to be better as a brother, as a son. I want to be better as a friend, right? I want to be better in my job. Do we ever put faith in that grouping? I hope so. Because faith changes everything. Faith changes everything. Let's define faith a little bit. Hebrews 11.1. 1, write it down. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by the people of old received their common... Why can I now? Commendation. I don't know what those, I can't see it. I'm just guessing. Condemnation. Condemnation. I got it. Nailed it. That's a complete. Yep. Then, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. Correct? Not by this Word of God. (laughs) Do we understand that? By the actual Word of God. Hey, let that sink in for a second. I feel like we've tied up this to be just the only Word of God. Yes, it is the Word of God. 
Hear that? Did you hear me say that? This is the Word of God, okay? But it's not the only Word of God. What's the Word of God over your life? What's the Word of God that He's speaking to you right now? What's the Word of God? Truly the voice of God, the breath of God. Do we understand this? Yeah. It will never contradict this. Why? Because God doesn't contradict Himself. Cool? Um, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Faith. Now, let's jump down to Hebrews um, 11, 8. That was 11, 1. And we'll spend a little bit of time on this, but not too much, okay? By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in a land that was promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that was the foundations who, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Do you guys understand that the guy who is faithful means he's really full of faith? <coughs> and he has enough to give you? Yes? By faith, Abraham did what? Do we catch that? Yeah. By faith, Abraham walked into his promise. Yes, we understand that the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, this is your promise, as many, as many sand is on the seashore. That's hard to say. As, many, as much sand out on the seashore. Huh? And as many grains on the sand seashore. I thought it was the grains too. Stars and the sand? Yeah. Whatever. And his promise was that he was going to have children. And Sarah's promise was that she was going to have children, even though it was past their time. Hey, what does that even mean, past their time? I don't care about that. <laughs> what if, past their time means nothing for us. There's no such thing in the timeline of God. Do you understand that? Yeah, there might have been that weird stuff going on over there, but, and Abraham might have been really anciently old, but on God's timeline, anything can happen. Did you see how verse 8 starts? By faith. By faith. I want to ask you three questions tonight. And then preach a little bit, okay? Are you surrounded by faith? Are you building your faith? And what do you have faith for? Are you surrounded by faith? Are you building your faith? And what do you have faith for? 
First, are you surrounded by faith? <laughs> so, athletes. Athletes, who do you surround yourself with? People better than you or worse than you? <laughs> for your growth. I don't care about how you want to feel. For your growth. Okay, better, what are you talking about? Better athletically wise? Or are you talking in the sense of... You surround yourself with people who are better than you. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, if you're offended by that, maybe cut it out. Okay? But, as an athlete, as, here, as me, as a golfer, who did I surround myself by, with? Tiger Woods. I surrounded myself with my father, who is a really good golfer, and I surrounded myself with another gentleman named Mike Kohenauer, who almost made it onto the PGA. He was one stroke away from making it onto the tour and playing with Tiger Woods. I surround myself with him. Yeah, did it lead to a lot of frustration? Yeah, it did. But did it cause me to grow? Did it challenge me in every single way? Yes. Are you surrounding yourself with the same kind of people? How much, though? Once a week is not good enough. Twice a week is not good enough. What circle are you hanging out with, and are they influencing your faith to gain or to decease? What is it? Right? I'm sorry, but your quiet time can do a lot. It can do more than what you think. Also, the people you hang out with can hurt you or really help you. You understand that? And the cool thing is you can either hurt them or you can really help them. Right? Yeah. By your faith. How, how are we surrounding ourselves? How are we doing? Submitting themselves to the process is what athletes do. Right? Yeah. Hey, if you're a rookie, I want to surround myself with the best. Why? So I can learn from them as much as I can. Right? That's why I love, love reading revival things. That's why I love, I, that's why I can't wait until I'm like 65. I can't wait. Because even at 65, I'm still going to be looking up to somebody who's got more faith than me and that challenges me. Right? I'm not the bee's knees here. You know? Maybe I've got a lot more faith. Cool. Surround yourself with me. Find other people like me. Who have just a ton of faith. And no, I'm not tooting my own horn here, okay? So if you feel that way, cut it out. Alright? Find people who draw you closer to the Lord. Who increase your faith. Okay? And who challenge you. If you're at the top of the food chain, you're going to get an ego. Right? Yeah. We see it all the time in athletics. Yeah. <laughs> We do. If they're the best on their team, I'm sorry, we can't learn from them. Nobody can, they can't learn from them, right? It's the way it goes. Surround yourself. And be careful who you surround yourself with. 
Am I telling you to cut off all your friendships tonight? No. Okay? Hear me? Everybody? Yeah. Everybody hear me? <laughs> okay. Peace out. <laughs> okay. You want to? Sure. I'm in. <laughs> okay, next one. Are you building your faith? That's the next question. Are you building your faith? Are you stepping into places that you need the Lord in? Let me explain a little bit more. Do you understand that deliverance doesn't cast out demons? Only Jesus does? Yes? Do we understand that peace doesn't cast out fear? Only Jesus does? Do we understand that? Let's not skew this, okay? So, are we building our faith? Are we stepping into places where I'm like, Lord, I have to have you show up or else I'm going to look like a fool? Right? Because what did we learn earlier? Heaven is waiting for us. Are we relying on His provision and abundance in every area in our lives? You guys understand that faith is a muscle? Does that make sense? Faith is a muscle. Faith needs a little bit of resistance in order to grow. Right? I don't know much about uh, that working out stuff. But what I do know is if you do more of like the dumbbell things, curls, curls with the dumbbell things, you're, you're actually get, that's actually resistance against the muscle. Correct? If I turn up the resistance on my spinner, correct, that is increasing Hey, you guys are missing the point because you're trying to be funny, okay? If you turn up the resistance, you're actually flexing that muscle more. Faith is a muscle. It needs resistance. What's that resistance? Sometimes it's your own mind, right? Sometimes it's your own mind. Sometimes it's the people around you, right? The best way I can put this is David, when he was running to Goliath, his brothers resisted him. What did that do? Didn't make him recoil and be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, bro. No, it was, okay, cool, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Excuse me. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the way it works. Sometimes resistance is our mind, though. Right? Our heart can take us places our mind can't. You guys know that? Yeah. Our heart can take us places our mind can't. Our faith can take us places our heart and mind can't go. Do you understand? Don't complain at life. Just grow in faith. I could complain a lot about a lot of things. Right? No. You guys all have a list of ten things that you could complain about. But instead... Let's grow our faith. Yes? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like this whole thing of 
Um, I lost it. <laughs> Dang it, it was really good. Obviously not. Eh, whatever. Here's my next point. In are you building my are you building your faith? Did you know if you hear of a miracle, you're now responsible for it? If you hear of a miracle, you're now responsible for it. Let me paint a better picture. If you've seen somebody be healed of cancer, you now have to approach cancer in a different way the rest of your life. And if you don't, you're responsible for it. If you've seen autism be healed, you're now responsible for it. You're now responsible to walk in it. Do you understand this? Yeah. You've seen dyslexia be healed. Now you're responsible for it. If you've seen epilepsy be healed, you approach epilepsy a different way the rest of your life. Yes? If you've seen an Achilles tendon be knit together in your hand, you're now responsible for it the rest of your life. Hey, if you don't want to be held responsible for things, maybe stop listening to testimonies. But what a sad way to live. What a sad way to live. I have to approach things differently because I've seen the Lord do things by my faith and through His power. You understand this? Every single testimony you've ever heard, you're now responsible for bringing that snippet of heaven down to earth and being a conduit for it. Are we grasping this? Do I need to keep on going? Are we grasping it? It's like if I saw somebody come to Christ and then I never told anybody else about Christ. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's put this same, at the same level, healing and breakthrough over people's lives. Can we do that tonight? Just because you've seen one person come to Christ, now you should see a lot of people come to Christ. Just because you've seen one person healed of epilepsy, now you should see epilepsy gone. Right? right? That's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. I have to approach it differently. It's not just like, oh, well, I guess, I guess the Lord just doesn't, you know? A thought that's been haunting me lately is if I laid hands on somebody for healing and it didn't happen, <laughs> and then Jesus came up right next after me and he did the same thing, would that breakthrough happen? Would that healing happen? <sighs> yeah, it's been keeping me up a little bit. Been losing a little bit of sleep over it. If you don't want to live in faith, you need to start covering your ears when you hear somebody's testimony.
getting chills is not enough anymore. We have to latch onto those testimonies and ask the Lord to live in a deeper level of faith. If you've seen cancer healed, you approach cancer differently than you have in the past. Do we just celebrate miracles? Or is the miracle pulling you up to a new level of faith? (laughs) It's easy to celebrate them. I could celebrate anything. Right? I could. But it better be pulling me up to a new level of faith. Right? What do you have faith for? Turn to Mark chapter 10. We'll close with this. Hopefully. (laughs) 10.46. You guys still with me? You okay? Have I offended anybody yet? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. 46. Mark 10.46. Okay, I want to read it all, and then I want to preach it. Cool? And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho... With his disciples, this is Jesus, yes? We know this? Yes? Okay. And they were leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of that guy, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him telling him to be silent. But he carried all out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, <laughs> What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. What do you have faith for? Do you see the resistance that I was talking about? Right? They rebuked him. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I don't think I've ever rebuked somebody. That's a big, big word. Yes? They rebuked him. But then he increased all the more. The resistance then said, well, I'm going to, I just, I guess I have to turn up my volume a little bit more. And Bartimaeus raised his voice all the more. And then what happened? Nope, you're jumping too far. You're jumping too far. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. 
He stopped. I've talked to you guys before about how it's always fascinating about how Jesus stood still. And I've talked to you before about when Jesus is just passing through and something crazy happens. Right? Jesus had no agenda here. Or did he? Or was he waiting? Was he waiting for this man to have faith? Was he waiting? Was he waiting for the second cry? Because it's easy just to say, well, I got resistance. Well, the cancer got worse. (laughs) Okay. Should we approach it that way? We should say, okay, let's keep on going then. You know, I, I've prayed over people before and they're, then they got worse. <laughs> like, no, now my knee hurts worse. Thanks, dude. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It happens. And let's go. <laughs> and we keep on going, right? And then what happens? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right? It's the way it works sometimes. Can I say a blanket statement? No, I can't. It's the way it works sometimes. This man had resistance. It would be easy for him to just give up. Be like, well, he didn't hear me the first shout. Or, let me tie this a little bit closer to your lives. Oh, he didn't listen to my first prayer. I tried. I tried praying for it. Man. No, Jesus cares about the second prayer just as much as he cares about the first prayer. And then he cares about the tenth prayer just as much as he cares about the eighth prayer. He wants your faith. What do you have faith for tonight? What is it? What do you have faith for tonight? Bring it to the forefront of your mind. So the man had faith. Then he comes face to face with Jesus. And Jesus says what? Nope. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? (laughs) The Lord wants us to be specific. Yes? He wants us to be specific. Is the Lord doing things in others' lives that He's not doing in yours? Why? It's because they probably ask. They don't just pray for it. They ask for it. They want it. Bartimaeus got his breakthrough because he wanted it real, real bad. Yes? Do you want that breakthrough enough where you want it bad enough and then then you are specific enough and then What are we doing with our faith? Are we coasting along? Or are these stories testing our faith? Because I don't know about you guys. I want to be just like Jesus. (laughs) I really want to. I want to be just like Him. I want to be just like Him. 
And if he can do this stuff, man, I want to do it. I want to do it. These stories, I'm sorry, if you see somebody blind, you can't approach them the same way. You understand this? You can't approach them the same way. Why? Hey, this is a testimony. Am I exposing you guys too much tonight? This is a testimony. When you see a blind person, you're now accountable. There's other stories about lame people, leprosy people, mute people, demon-possessed people. Hey, you're accountable for those things now. <laughs> We're all smiling now. Then when it comes face-to-face -face with you, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, oh, frick, that silly-haired guy. Yes? Yeah. Are you feasting on faith? I should have say. Oh, sorry. I was just—I just imagine like if every Christian had had that much faith that we see these testimonies <coughs> and every blind person we see and every like everyone got healed. Like, how would everything be different? Because everyone, like, the world would change. Like, what? like, the government would be like, what's happening? Like, Big Pharma. American insurance doesn't like them. Medicare would be so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> insurance would suck. Are we feasting on faith? And are we being specific of what we want the Lord to do? Have we ever used this word with the Lord? Lord, I want to see this. Have you guys ever done that? Lord, I want to see this happen. My, my thing that I want to see happen right now is a huge revival to happen in all of Islam. Because it's Ramadan right now. And I'm praying for them. That's what I want to see. is a huge revival. Thousands to come to Jesus. Are we being specific enough? Right? Hey, do you think my prayer means that much? Yes, it does. You're talking to God Almighty. Do you understand that? You're kind of a big deal. You get to talk to God Almighty. Not everybody else understands that. The Lord says, I want to be a part of your life. Do you tell your friends what you want? Yeah. Right? Hey, do you have a Christmas list for the Lord of what you want to see happen on this world? Not for your gain. Throw it out the window. If we're thinking about gain stuff for us, throw it out the window. Only gain I want for my life is just an increase of faith. Right? Because then I don't really need anything. Because I know He's going to look out for me. I know his provision is going to be there. And he is very, very wealthy and he can take care of anything. Right? Yeah. Lord, I want to see this. 
What do you want to see by faith? What do you want to do in faith? What stories have you heard that you've written off for your own life? Say what you want and then ask the Lord to build your faith to that. Right? A pastor once uh, had a conference and he said, well, I'm, I'm just believing for 25 people to be healed in this conference. And somebody asked him, why not 100? <laughs> right? Why not 100? It's like, because I only got faith for 25. I'm asking the Lord to bring me up to that level. Right? That's the way it goes. What is the thing that you're wanting? What do you want the Lord to do? <coughs> Healing and breakthrough wise. <coughs> Spiritual gifting wise. What kind of anointing do you want for your next season? Ask for it. Ask for it. Don't be gun shy with the Lord with your faith. He likes it. He's attracted to it. You understand that? Give me faith for that. <coughs> like afraid to pull the trigger. In your own faith, right? Don't be afraid to pull the trigger. Turn to um, Mark 8. Twenty-two. This is a really cool story. This gives me comfort. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of comfort too, okay? You good? Sorry. She whiz. Mark 8, 22. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes, he laid his hands on him and he asked him, do you see anything? So Jesus spit on this guy's eyes, prayed for him. And now Jesus is asking, did you see anything? Okay. And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like Trees walking. <laughs> this just gives me comfort. Then Jesus laid his eyes on his uh, laid his hands on his eyes again and opened his eyes and sight was restored. Then he saw everything clearly, and he sent him to his home, saying, "Do not even enter the village." You guys know Jesus prayed twice over something. Doesn't that just give you comfort? Sometimes I'm like, man. Why don't people just get healed right away? Right? We're in good company. Okay? We're in good company. Even Jesus, fully man, fully God, had to pray twice. Okay? So what's that mean for us? He was fully God. Maybe twice isn't even enough for us. 
If we want something bad enough, we have to keep on praying. Sometimes it does happen instantly, right? Maybe all of you guys have, ha have a story of when something happened instantly, right? Last thing. Faith leaves a legacy. Right? Faith leaves a legacy. A legacy of a standard. You guys, I've been kind of geeking out about this whole generational thing. You know? Like what's our what's our generation? What's my gen what's my genealogy of who are the men before me? Right? Who are the women before you? And what legacy are you now responsible for? And what legacy are you now starting a new way for? I grew up in a, in a family of businessmen and millionaires. I'm not one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. But what am I responsible for? The faith that I carry, I get to now pass it on to my son. It's a little more important. Right? The faith that you carry, you get to pass down. It's the way it works. Right? That's why I can't wait until I'm 65. Because I hope I have a son who's living with the Lord and who his son is living with the Lord. And then I have the opportunity to tell him this stuff. Right? Yeah. I get to be the crazy 65-year-old grumpy old man. I probably won't be grumpy. I don't think I could be grumpy. <laughs> Maybe just on Tuesdays. Wow. Yeah, guys see a different side of me on Tuesdays. <laughs> Light a, bit, a little bit more fire on Tuesdays. <laughs> if you believe it. Faith leaves a legacy. It leaves a standard. I'm sorry, but I can't wait until my son has more faith than me. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. What? I'm trying to drill home a point here. Last thing, or else Madison will be mad at me if I don't read this. Revelation, <laughs> Revelation twelve eleven. I don't know either. Twelve eleven. Yeah, twelve eleven. I'll say it a couple more times. <laughs> she was Revelation twelve eleven. Let me just read it to you. And they, and they, have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto death. By the word of their testimony, things get changed. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. testimony changes the ripple of everything that you have to come into contact in in your entire life. Why? Because when you hear that testimony, you're now responsible for it the rest of your life. If you've heard somebody be healed of a traumatic brain injury, you're responsible for it the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you approach it differently the rest of your life. Right? 
no matter how small, no matter how big, you're responsible for it. And I even want a journey to say, maybe don't quote me on this, but I want to say that if I've been exposed to things, I think the Lord will ask me of those things on judgment day if I missed them. Right? You guys have been spoiled in this place. You guys have been spoiled in this place. You get to hear things and experience things that most people your age don't get to. Now you get to walk in that in every single season that you go into, every single phase of life that you go into, and you'll come into contact with things like these, and you have to respond differently than everybody else around you. Right? You can only respond by faith, though. If you have no faith, then you're just a clinging God. If you have no faith, you're just making me look silly. If you have no faith, you're making the person sitting next to you look silly. You understand that? Yeah. So we have to be asking the Lord four things, be specific, and then ask Him to bring our faith up to that level so that we see breakthrough. Right? Some things are like easy, low-hanging fruit in your life. Like I know a friend who's struggling with this. Cool. You know that the Lord has victory over that. So watch it leave. Or if you're struggling with something, you have to have faith for it because by your faith, you're made well. Correct? Jesus said it a lot. By your faith, you've been made well. Pretty cool, yes? Yes.